This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. This is Joy and Claire. Thank you for listening. How are you? Happy Thursday. As you can tell, Joy's in a much better mood this week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Was it obvious last week? I don't no, know. but I mean, like, if you're just, you know, singing. And the sun is shining. The sun is shining. The tank, the is, tank clean. is clean. <laughs> the tank is clean. Oh, no. Every time I say that now, I think I know. of that line. You can't and... say the sun is shining without saying the tank is clean. The tank is yeah. clean. Is that Finding Nemo? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and I feel like so we good. said that on an episode in Girls Gone Wad forever ago, forever ago. I mean, Finding Nemo came out like when I was in high school. Let's find out when it came out. It came out in 2003. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's when like Ellen was really, I mean, Ellen's still really big, but yeah, and she was Dory. so cute. She was Finding so Dory. cute. And then Finding Dory came out in 2016. Wow. It really hasn't been out that long. Really? 2016? Yeah. That can't be true. Finding it Dory? Is. Finding Dory came out in 2016. I do remember thinking like, wow, I'm surprised that this like still had legs. Sure. And it did. Fins, I guess you would say. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, 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 oh. You see what I did there? Do you do you believe the drama with Ellen? 100%. You do? Oh, yeah. Why? Because why would people, like, this is one of those scenarios where people have nothing to gain and everything to lose by calling it out. Okay. Well, for listeners who maybe don't know what the drama is, I don't know, what do you want to say, a year ago, there were some people who came forward saying that Ellen had a very, Ellen the business and the talk show had a very toxic work environment. We kind of touched upon toxic work environments in the past few episodes, but like that, yeah, speaking of which. Uh, that was something that was kind of blowing up about a year ago, and Ellen was in you know hot water, and I, I don't remember and she if she sort addressed of like it. played dumb. Did she? She's okay. Like, oh, I had no idea that these certain like producers were treating you like that. I fired them, and everyone was like, okay, great, but like you did know, and you're not immune from it either. And I think a lot of people were sort of like, you know, she fired some people, but that was just sort of to save face. It only solved the problem. She's like, you know, she sets the tone. I have never watched daytime television, really. And, we know, I haven't had cable since college. So, but I do really appreciate the times around Halloween where she makes her producer go through the haunted houses. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Is it Andy? I want to say his name is Andy. Yes. If you have not watch just google andy haunted house ellen or whatever and if you have never seen andy go through the haunted houses and he actually has done some i think they started doing it with like celebrities which is yeah he too the celebrity ones though to be honest with you are not as funny as like the earlier ones where he just either goes through by himself or with like another member of the staff because I feel like, you know, when you're going through with like Chrissy Teigen or something. I know. It's like, I just want to be focusing on Chrissy Teigen. I'd be yeah. like, wow, you're so beautiful. I don't care about the scary thing next to me. Yeah. The earlier ones are way funnier. Yeah. And so they're so funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they, it doesn't have to be near Halloween. If you just need to laugh out loud. Right. So you but never anyway, watched it. I never really watched it. I mean, I liked Ellen on what's her name for abstractly. Yeah. But I also, you know, really liked her because of... Her performance has Dory. Um, but no, I totally believe it because I just don't think, yeah, people like she's a very beloved media figure. It 
people wouldn't really have anything to gain by speaking out about something like that and they would have a lot to lose. So I don't see, you know, it's one of those things where like, I We guess, don't work there. We don't know the truth. Yeah, but I it's know. also like, you would hope, I, I think believe what, it. when I heard about that, my reaction was like, well, she seems like such a happy, positive, funny person. How could she be so hard to work for? Whatever. And I also remember Karen Kilgariff from My Favorite Murder. I want to say a long time ago had made some tweet about that. And that's kind of why she she used to work for The Ellen Show. So I think she either said something in a tweet or had alluded to something like that, that it was true. In any event, don't be a jerk at work. Don't be a jerk at work. Don't be a jerk at work. (laughs) Don't be a jerk at work. That's our new jingle. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something else about celebrities, and it's gone, because I don't think about celebrities very much, so the thought didn't stick. Oh, well. Oh, man. But I mean, Andy was probably a fan favorite, and she had, her show was really fun. It really was. Like, I loved how she danced at the beginning. She always wore cool, cool shoes. She did really good things for, you know, people. She had, she had, like, really good, feel-good shows, feel-good episodes. But anyway... All right, so, so that's, that's my thought this on that. Week, yeah. We thought we would just catch up a little bit. Last week, we did a lot of catching up with Joy. And mm-hmm. we're so sick of that. Let's we're like, move so on sick from of freaking Joy. This isn't the Joy show, it's the Joy and Claire show. Okay? It's really not. Let's enough of Joy. <laughs> Joy, stop talking. Joy yeah. will just be hums in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joy can just agree with me, agree with everything I say. No. I'll just nod. That'll be yeah. good podcasting. Yes, as mm-hmm. we all know. <laughs> just just hit your microphone with your head every once in a while. <laughs> so people know you're still there. I love that you actually just did that. Too. <laughs> well, I needed people to know how it sounded. <laughs> Please don't edit that out. Um, <laughs> so won't. in the meantime, Brandon started a new job. So I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, he is doing pretty much the same exact job. Turns out when you're a nurse and a lot of, you know, I think a lot of more vocational type professions, which I, would cons- I don't consider nursing like a vocation by any means because I know that it requires a ton of, you know, extra training and schooling and not that vocations don't. Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nursing is sort of the same no matter where you work. And that's the beauty of it. So he's working in the same unit, doing basically the same thing. But now instead of working at a hospital in the op- in like the surgical center or surgical um, department, he is working in a surgery center. So it's all orthopedic, which before he was doing all sorts of surgeries because they would just take like whatever came in from the ER. But now this is all orthopedic, which is great because it means it's all pre-scheduled, which means there's no <gasps> weekends, no holidays, no on call. Oh, and he knows when he's going to work. It's a little bit like in a family. Yes. In a way, though, this job is actually a little bit less structured. It's a lot less structured because at the hospital, you know, every single person there works a seven to seven shift, you know, and I mean, there are some people who work day shifts, but for the most part, if you're a nurse, you work at 12 and it starts at seven and ends at seven, whether the seven is a.m. or p.m. For this this surgical center where Brandon's working, his schedule varies day by day based on what they have on the schedule for surgery. So like today, he had to be working at like six in the morning because they were doing some total joint replacements, which take a lot longer. So they start a lot earlier. They end a little bit later. Other days, he works more like seven to four. So I don't love that personally because it's going to make it hard to coordinate like childcare. Sure. Or like, you know, he's not going to know if he's going to be available to pick Miles up from school until like two hours beforehand, which is not great. But I will take that over him having to work like Christmas Eve or. Sure. Or just being on call. Or being on call. I hate on yeah. call so much. That's I just like- got to be for people who do on call shifts. That just has to be so, I don't know. You can't really relax. You no, just never you can't know. relax. And I, 
for me personally, I like get really bratty about it because when he's on call, so am I, you know, sure. we yeah. can't as a family go anywhere. No. And I'm, you know, he's like, well, you could take the kids. I'm like, listen, me taking both kids by myself somewhere to do something all day is not my idea of like a fun relaxing and relaxation. Weekend. Yeah. You know, I love my kids, love to hang out with them. I'll take them, you know, out for like a couple, maybe an hour or two. But like, I'm the whole point of the weekend is to be with everyone. And especially this past year when I'm home all week. All week. I get so irritated when he's on call. And so we can't leave. And I also can't leave and leave him home with the kids. Right. Because if he gets called, called, I have to, you know, be with him. You can only go somewhere that's maybe 10 minutes away. Right. So like, you know, we've, I pushed him way out of his comfort zone. I would like go to the gym, which is 25 minutes away. And he, you know, if you're on call, you have to be there within 30 minutes. So I was like, listen, I will work out with my phone next to me. I will put it in my pocket, like, which is a big CrossFit no-no, right? Like you don't bring your phone out onto the floor. And I would tell the coaches, like, it could get shattered. Yeah. It could get shattered. But it's also like, you know, this is not the space for that like I was so I would have to let coaches like listen my husband's on call I might need to leave in the middle of the workout and that's just and that it never happened but Brian knows I was like make sure you have your phone I was like I have it I have my phone he's like is it on the ringer on yes the ringer is on it's fine I will be there so anyway he didn't get called in that much which I'm grateful for I know that a lot of people who work on call get get actually called in all the time he didn't get called in that much but in a way that actually made it more annoying for him to be on call because it'd be like we can't we don't aren't going anywhere and you aren't even getting paid yeah you get like five dollars an hour just to be on call but I'm you know you actually get paid like with a weekend differential if you go in so yeah. I would just get irritated so no on call and yeah so that's really exciting I feel like there was one another update oh mile started last week he did climbing camp rock climbing camp and it was so fun and then for the rest of summer he's doing farm camp yes go ahead do you still have the climbing wall in your basement that Brandon built okay Mm -hmm. that's so cool yeah and miles his interest in it sort of like ebbs and flows just like any big thing that you get your child you think like oh my god they're gonna use this every day and then they use it every day for like four days and then they don't touch it for six months and then there's like a 10-day period where they're on it all the time yeah anyway sure so I would, it was worth it. He's not on it as much as I thought he, I dreamed he would be. But so you went to climbing camp. There's like a kids only climbing gym in Boulder. Of course there is. And of course. He, he loved it. And then um, he's for the rest of the summer going to farm camp, which is at this like super cute little farm in Longmont called Sunflower Farm, where they have stuff on the weekends all the time. Families can just go. They have like goats and chickens and horses and cows oh, and sheep. And so you go and like you do the farm chores in the morning. All the kids like the first thing they do is they feed the goats. Miles got rammed by a goat today. Just a little from the side. Just like just knocked a little into bit. Them. And he is really, yeah. Uh, but they have like chicken, they have peacocks, they have like a tortoise. So he's just going to be there all summer climbing trees and feeding. Oh, that's so great. Getting dirty. I yeah. love it. So, so yeah. fun. And it's only 10 minutes from our house, which is a big Yes. Because oh. for the last like ever, we've been taking him into Boulder for school and daycare and everything. So yeah, yeah. And I personally am still just doing the same thing. <laughs> have anything new or exciting going on but your mom's living closer to you yeah my mom just moved um into a new house that's like not even a mile away from me and they've still been doing and so you guys probably remember about a year ago my grandma passed away um not from covid she had a stroke and my she was living with my grandpa in arkansas and she was 88 or 89 and my grandpa at the time was 92 he's now 93 and they were independent together but without her he's not really independent He's mostly deaf. He can't really drive. And like he can take care of himself. Like he can, you know, he's totally mobile still. He can do stairs, all that type of thing. He can 
cook a little bit. He can, you know, take care of himself, but he can't go anywhere. And obviously that's a huge restriction. And so last like July, he finally moved out here into the area. But he's one of those people who was like, I don't want to be a bother. So he didn't move in with my mom. He moved into an apartment that was like 20 minutes away from my mom. And what ended up happening was she just ended up driving over to his apartment every single day and spending all day over there. So finally they decided this isn't worth it or, you know, this isn't working. And so they bought a new, and my my mom had been renting her house in uh, about 40 minutes from where I live. So they started looking, The like I've said before, the town that I live in, Longmont, is one of the more affordable towns in the Front Range still to, to live in. So they started looking up here, ended up finding a house not even a mile away from us and miraculously ended up getting it with how crazy the housing market is right now. Yeah, like, crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely. I insane. mean, they did the whole like, you know, waived the inspection, like all of that. And they got lucky, like their house, you know, it's kind of, there are a lot of sort of deferred maintenance issues, but there's no like big problems. Yeah, big problems. And I'm sure you have to do that right now if you want to get you the really house, do. right? Because yeah. you probably have... 50 other people trying exactly. to buy it. And they were able, because they were moving out of a rental instead of having to like sell their own house, they were able to be more flexible with the closing date and you know, all that. So anyway, so that's been great, but they've been dealing with like getting the, the deferred maintenance like up to date on the house. And so they had to like get all this stuff installed for my grandpa because he wanted like his own kitchen in the basement. And anyway, so even though she lives an annihilate for me, we haven't seen her. She comes over like for 20 minutes here and there, which is so nice to just be able to have her like stop by. She'll stop by and just do bath time with the kids and then leave. Yeah. And it's so easy for her to do now because she's so yeah. close. Yeah. Or like last night, they have these, the house they moved into has these amazing peony bushes. Peony? I don't know why I said that so weirdly. Peony. 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 Peonies. And croissant. <laughs> and so last night, she just like drove over to my house, opened the door, brought in this like huge vase of peonies and just left. Oh, Carol. I know. That's it was so cute. Adorable. And then this today, I was sitting, I've been working not in my like cute little office, but mostly upstairs because I need to be with the dog and my office is not a big enough for a puppy to entertain itself in. But also there's like cords and stuff everywhere. Anyway, so I've been working upstairs and I was sitting there this morning and I was like, what is that smell? Like in a good way, but I couldn't figure it out. And finally I was like, oh, duh, it's this giant freaking bucket of peonies that's right by my face. But they smell so good. So good. So good. I have a peony bush just outside that it's like waiting to bloom. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to cut them and bring them inside because they smell so good. What color are they? They're like a light pink. Ooh, lovely. Yeah. Love Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like pillows. Yes. They really are. They're so... They look like pillowy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're so fluffy. I love Um. So that's pretty much... I mean, this. I was like, we can. I don't have a whole episode worth of updates for you. I wish <laughs> no. I did. How is River doing? River is doing pretty good. Okay, so again, again, I am not because I am not like that trained as a dog trainer. So previously, like I've said, we had this crazy dog. We had her trained by a professional because she really needed that level of intervention. And we were trained over the course of like a day or two on how to maintain her training. And we Mm. were really, you know, pretty proficient at that. But we weren't a part of her actually getting trained. So even though we could like maintain her training, we haven't ever trained a dog from start to finish. Sure. It's going pretty well. She's really smart. We think or we know she's mostly lab and we were told she was Aussie, but there's no way she's got to be Catahoula because she's huge and she's covered in like these Catahoula spots. And did I already talk about her genetic test on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Mm -mm. So I posted really, I feel like I did. I I think so. If I did, I'm sorry, everyone. This is just how my brain works. I don't remember when I said things or to whom. So I posted something when we first got her on Instagram, you know, and the the rescue reposted it. 
And a woman started following me who was like, hey, I think I have River's sibling. You know, it just will be fun to follow along. And then a couple of weeks later, she reached out and she was like, hey, um, we had the genetic test done. I don't know if you're interested. And so she sent me the genetic test results. But th- looking at the genetic test results from her dog and also looking at her dog, I'm like, okay, they look similar, but I don't think they're from the same litter because her dog doesn't have any spots. She's completely like that kind of blue silver kind of Wamariner color. And River looks blue silver, but underneath that, like in the sun, she's brown. And so whereas like that blue kind of silver color is very distinct. Mm -hmm. River is more just like, you know, all the mammal colors. Yeah. All at once. So who knows? This woman's dog is part blue lacy which is like in the Catahoula sort of not family but is similar original like originates from a similar area and time as the Catahoula but doesn't have any markings and is a little bit smaller um but there's no way River doesn't have Catahoula in her so anyway she's super super smart she's very lab-ish she's so dopey sometimes and I'm like I love this I love having a dopey dog our last dog was a border collie Aussie Sheltie mix she was not dopey for a second of her life and it was fun, but at the same time, there were a lot of moments where I was like, I wish you could just be dumb. Yeah. Like, I wish you could just, like... She's, she was so smart. She oh, my so, gosh. like, painfully... Way too smart painfully for her own Painfully smart. Yeah. Whereas River just yeah. kind of looks at you sometimes, and you're like, just like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is what I wanted. I wanted, like, a dopey dog sometimes. But she's really... She learns really quickly. She knows sit. She knows she's, like, almost completely potty trained. To be fair, we haven't had her in anyone else's house. So I can't, like, quite test... I don't know that I would trust her to not pee in someone else's house. But she hasn't had an accident in the house in weeks. She's doing really, really well. That's really good for her Mm -hmm. age. Yeah. Yeah. And we do a good amount of time... Like, she sleeps in her crate, and then she probably spends a total of, like, two to four hours in the crate per day, depending on the day, for three, like, 30 minutes to 90 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's normally in the morning and then around dinner time when she's getting really bitey. And we she, she definitely has, like, a sundowner stuff, which is really common for puppies. If you've never heard that term, it's, like, common also with babies. It's also common with people with dementia where they get just agitated like kind of around sundown mm-hmm. and she really has that so we just put her in her crate let her kind of chill so we'll see i do think we'll still probably pursue more training with her when we had luna we the training that we did with her utilized an e-collar and i know those are really controversial but the biggest thing that i loved about the e- the e-collar was having like absolutely very consistent off-leash training and for the lifestyle that we have that off-leash recall is so critical and you it's hard you not to say that you can't but it's hard to have that reliable of off-leash recall without an e-collar and so like there were times when luna we would be on a 14er and she would take off after a pika and like she would have jumped What's off a, a cliff it, you know it's like a that's like an alpine prairie dog oh okay you know what i'm talking about those little things they're like they make little yipping sounds i almost just kind did it but i'm not going yeah. to <laughs> Have you ever Kinda. done a 14er? No. Oh, we talk about this like once a year, how you've ever done one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how Brandon texts and me once Brandon, a year asking to he's do like, one. He's like, yeah, Joy, lo- Joy really wants to do 14ers. I'm like, Joy needs to stop saying that because I know that she does not really want to do a 14er. <laughs> I really don't want to. And it's so funny how you're like, I don't want to do a 14er. You're like, Guys, I really don't want to. I hate 14ers. I know I've lived in Clara my whole life. I know I'm supposed to be outdoorsy. I hate them because... I just don't like summit hiking. I'm not like a summit bagger. I just want to go for a hike in the woods. I want to go to like a lake. I want to have lunch at the lake. I want to maybe take a nap. I don't want to just hike up 
until I can't breathe and then turn it high back down. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Zero percent fun. Zero percent fun. Okay. So anyway, so she would take off after a pika. Pikas are basically the equivalent of like an alpine prairie dog. They look sort of like prairie dogs. They're endangered because of the climate crisis. Just FYI, as a heads up on pikas, because uh, they can only live. They're very heat sensitive, and so as the temperatures start getting warmer at higher and higher elevations. They're being pushed like higher and higher up. But their Luna would like take after one. And if we had the e-collar, it would just like one little like boop. And she would be like, oh, that's right. Wait, I was with you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she would be really responsive to that. Yeah. And so we, I think we'll see how River does over the next couple of weeks, but we might get work with someone to, to train her in that way as well, just because we know we'll have her off leash a lot. And, you know, we would use the e-collar and like test it on ourselves before we put it on her. Like it's really not, you know, I, I know people are going to come at me about the e-collar. It was so effective with Luna. We will see TBD about whether or not we'll end up using it as a tool with River, but it just is so consistent and we found it really effective. So what is the, can you plug the shelter or the place that you got her? Because I know that you posted about them needing to adopt out some puppies. Yes. And actually, this is a problem everywhere. Like, I've yeah. saw, you know, oh, Boulder, okay. Boulder County Humane Society was posting about this. I still follow the Utah Humane Society, which is where we got Luna, and they were posting about this. And the rescue where we got River was posting about this. Right now, dog rescues are, like, in a crisis because people are returning the dogs that they got during COVID. Really? Yes. In major numbers. And people were, like, going back to the office and saying, like, oh, my gosh, I actually can't take care of a dog anymore. And this dog's only a year old. And, you know, they're still, like, and or whatever, for whatever reason, they got this puppy during COVID. And now they don't want it anymore. And so they're being flooded with intakes. And a lot of dogs had, like, they're calling like oops litters you know from covid and where maybe they weren't able to get their dog in to get spayed or something neutered yeah right and so they ended up with a bunch of like oops litters and on top of that now people like there's been a huge decline in adoptions far below pre-pandemic levels so it's sort of like everyone who was kind of considering getting a dog all got them last year and this year there's like no one left who's like still thinking about it you know and so normally it's kind of like a steady just hum of people getting adopting dogs and it was like last year everybody just jumped in and now there's nobody else who's like or it's run way 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 down so the shelter that we got river from is called moms and mutts colorado they are mostly a foster based shelter rescue so they don't have like a shelter that you can just go to and sort of browse but the reason that they're foster based is because for the most part they take in pregnant mutts and then the, they have the puppies in the foster, you know, with the foster, and then the foster takes care of the puppies for the first eight weeks, and then they put the dogs up on the site, the puppies up on the site, and adopt them out. And they've gotten to the point where they can't take in any more dogs because they're all their fosters are completely full, and even like they aren't, they haven't been able to find more fosters. And I don't I was know what. Say, do they need more fosters? Like, is I'm there other really ways sure. people can help? Yeah, yeah that's maybe I mean, contact the, them. Maybe try to find a way if you, if they can donate to them. Yeah, donating is really it would be really really huge and helpful because like they also are just having a hard time with covering the co- the medical costs sure. for all their dogs. And so the rescue is, if you want to look it up, the Instagram is mamco, so Moms and Mutts Colorado, M-A-M-C-O, rescue dogs. Guys, they're they are so great. It's just nothing but puppies. Just go to their website. Just, just go to their the website. Yeah, while we're on that note, I also want to put a plug in for one of our listeners, Marie, who runs the account from Billings, Montana, Shelter Mom. So it's shelter underscore mom underscore. Follow her on Instagram. Even if you're not in Billings, Montana, sometimes she'll post ways that you can help the shelter she works for. 
and the dogs are so cute and she posts such beautiful videos with them. I just think her heart is the size of Montana. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, I love it's her just videos. So beautiful. I really enjoy following her. I agree. It's just like grade A heartwarming content. 100%. You know what? I was talking to someone about this recently and I don't know who it was. It doesn't matter. But you know how when we follow people and you kind of just like are watching people's Instagram and you're maybe getting influenced by those like, I don't know, 200 people that you're following. I was talking to another creator about this and just kind of like a content creator and how you can be influenced by other people's posts and sometimes maybe copy them or they will copy you and you don't realize that you copied them. Like I think of how um, comedians would often say that, oh, I don't watch other people's comedy because I will undoubtedly, unintentionally copy right, some of their material. like yes. take it in and work with it. Yes, it will somehow influence me. So I never watch other people's comedy just so that doesn't happen and I was thinking about this I'm like content creators what if we just stopped following what if if we were just like Beyonce or Taylor Swift and we just didn't follow anybody um not that we're even close not even like a thin paper Beyonce Taylor Joy and Claire (laughs) (laughs) but I was like there's kind of something to that even just on a smaller level of like what if we just stopped following everybody I would still follow follow shelter mom but like what's one account that you would still want to follow if we unfollowed everyone and you just had one account it's like joy the baker has this really cute account called drake on cake it's so cute and she just follows drake I'm like that's perfect because the account is really only for drake let me see I feel like there are like always some people whose stories I just love yeah I love following all the like the mug makers that I like oh you're, you follow I, mug makers yeah hello the moist maker oh I gosh. love mug makers like I love watching like their pottery process they all have such like a cool so aesthetic so soothing yeah it's just they're just like cool to follow so I, I really like them let me see I'm just who's like, like a, do you have someone that you like really enjoy a mug maker by the way speaking of moist maker I need to recap the friends reunion when we get please a- do just this. go ahead and yeah. do that okay oh but do you think of a mug person like tell oh, us who you follow I know, that would there's be a, a good- lot of <laughs> mug people that i follow so one of my favorites that i'm that i recently have been really enjoying her stories is so her instagram is uzumadi sorry yuzu uh. uzu <laughs> m-a-t-i ceramics and she is based out of california and like she just has such a cool aesthetic she just like moved into like this cool new house in bishop She's been remodeling it. So there's all that kind of content and then all of her her actual things that she makes. I also really like sandbox ceramics. I love watching her like creative process. It's hard to get any of these people's mugs because they sell out within like two minutes when they actually put them on sale. But I still love following them. I'm just like scrolling through my top of my Instagram right now to see like who do I love when they come up. I also love Pottery by Jen. Jen with two N's. She's based out of, I want to say Portland or Seattle. She, that's that's where I got my favorite mug. Yeah, there's just so many good ones. Okay, so mug people, Aaron mug McDowell, creators. who's my pie lady. Oh, the pie lady, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what I would do without Britney Spears dancing videos. Oh, I mean, man, Britney. Just joyous. She just lives and loves life. Yeah, so that's what I've been thinking about. Is like, I, maybe we just need to all pick one person to follow that has nothing to do it with what we're us. creating. You guys all are picking it's us, just, right? That's true. Please just follow us. We're really all you need. Please, We will friend. start. Tell us what you need. We'll post all of it so all your needs are met. We'll just repost all the other people's posts. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, okay, Friends. Okay, so Friends reunion on HBO. When did it come out? I don't know. The last week of May. And everyone was talking about it. 
really emotional. I thought it was going to be, well, until I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be like an actual episode or some type of like hour long bonus of a friend's episode. No, it was just them coming back to the set, having a reunion. It was great. So it starts out, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but it was like an hour and a half on HBO Max. And it starts out with all of them coming back to the actual set. So I'm sure there is some kind of like museum in the lot, wherever it was. I don't know. It was like Warner Brothers or which lot it was in, but they had recreated the entire set of Friends. So they all kind of walk in. You see the reactions of them walking into the set, which is really cool because each person walking in, you can just kind of see it on their face of like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this in so long. And some of them haven't seen each other in a long time. So just kind of them coming together. The main point that struck me was like how close they are, even if they haven't seen or talked to one another in a long time. Like you could tell like Matthew Perry, they hadn't talked to or seen in a while, but it's like they are so close, like family, true family, that it was just really cool to see that. Cause I'm like, oh, they're actually really good friends. Like they really, really, truly love each other so much. I was, I've never been like, I enjoy friends. I'm not the type of person who's like, friends is overrated, but I just was never that into it. It came out at a time in my life where- I was gonna say, you were probably a little bit younger to I was, watch, to well, get like super into it. Yes and no, because like, I have friends who are die hard oh, friends, really? okay. fanatics. But I just never, for whatever reason, was like into it at that time when it was coming out. And I've never the type of person, even now, like with any show, I'm never never the type of person to just sit down and watch like an entire series of anything start to finish. I think the last thing I, time I did that was like with Shit's Creek because Brandon was out of town and I was like mm. trying to clean out the refrigerator. And maybe Arrested Development way back in the day. But did was- you watch that? I didn't watch it start to finish, huh? Oh, it was like okay. I have seen all the episodes, but I I don't binge TV shows. I okay. can't like it's not interesting oh, to me. I just I, I was started laughing because all I could think of was Bob's blah blah Bob blah blah's blah blah blah's blah blah. I and God, like, such, such a good such show. A, it really it was so freaking funny. Anyway, all that to say, like I appreciate Friends, I enjoy it, but I'm not like okay. Into you weren't it. like every episode, yeah, right. But I mean, when what, I saw the trailer, right? Yeah. When I saw the trailer for the reunion, I still was like, oh, this gets me right in the heart. Like right even when you just. Heart see it for a second you're like it is it's like you can just see oh my gosh this is so nostalgic like this is a big moment it was almost like you know if you were to reunite with like the people you lived in the dorms with or so you know are like go back into your old high school with like all your high school best friends and for you know that you had kind of kept in touch with but maybe not really and it just seemed so genuine so genuine and I think that Everyone who watched the Friends reunion, like, that's kind of what we all, I'm not speaking for the masses, but like, when I, when everybody watched Friends, it was like, you just want to laugh and it's feel good and it's about people you love and it's the ups and downs and, you know, it's just, it completely, completely changed everything. So they talk a lot about the creation with the producers and the writers and how they casted everybody. And it was just a really, it was really well done. The way that they did the reunion episode, though, was a little bit, it kind of jumped around a lot, which was fine because it's like you have so many things to cover, but it interviewed the creators, the producers, and then they also would, they did like a live interview or a live show with James Corden hosting. So they had some, they had it in front of the Friends Fountain. And so they had all this huge audience where people could, you know, ask questions. And then they had, it was really cute. I'm like, oh my God, who got to get to go to this? I'm so jealous. Then they had surprise appearances in the audience, like the couple that played Monica and Ross's parents, like super cute. So they had these cute cameos. Janice showed up. The only cameo that I really missed was Phoebe's brother. I really wanted to see him. Like he was the 
best. Do you remember? Do you remember Phoebe's brother, the guy yeah, that was like, "Yeah, my sister's having my baby." Like he just, he was so freaking funny. I love when he would be like, "She's like, what are you doing?" He's like melting stuff. Like he was just the funniest, funniest character. So they had that piece. So it was kind of like a, a clip between the live audience interviews and talking with friends with people in the audience. And then they'd clip to the whole friends cast sitting in their old studio um, on the set, talking about memories and just kind of reminiscing, which was really cute. And then they had some parts where they would reenact some of the scripts. And I think the one of the, they did a table read together, which was really cute. The thing that Scott and I kind of nailed down was how amazing David Schwimmer is as an actor. He's unbelievable. And I don't know how we got that sense, but like you just get the sense from when they're talking to also when they're reading scripts to just his being. He loves acting. There's just something about him during that show that it's like, wow, Ross is really Ross. David Schwimmer is an amazing, amazing actor. And is like, is Ross kind of like, have you ever seen the Madagascar movies? No. Okay, well, he's the voice of this, like, hypochondriac giraffe. Okay. <laughs> Just go with me here. Just go, okay. And you're like, yeah, David Schwimmer is Ross, is a hypochondriac giraffe. And then he also played, what's his name, Lawyer, the Kardashian. I think he played the Kardashian dad on the OJ versus whatever Netflix show that they did. Yeah, no, I definitely did not see that. Yeah, I mean, and he... <laughs> I, I, I was a little worried because I was like, oh my gosh, this is Ross from Friends. And he did a really good job. Wow. He was like, he was actually the Kardashian's dad. I'm like, okay, I can I can actually like see him doing this. He was He's amazing. So I, I mean, it's heartwarming. It's lovely. The only thing that I think Scott and I were like, what? This doesn't, this all of a sudden was like record scratch. Why are you here? Was they would cut to people who've been on the show like Reese Witherspoon, they'd cut to her just being interviewed about her experience being on the show and how excited she was to play Rachel's sister. But then all of a sudden, they like cut to David Beckham being interviewed. And I was like, I don't remember David Beckham being on an episode. Like, why is he being interviewed about the friends? And he was just talking about how friends impacted his life. And I'm like, really, David Beckham? Like, it, was just, just, it was like almost David Beckham was like in the room when they were asking everybody else. And they felt like they just had to also include David Beckham. Totally. It was just like, well, he's here. You want to just put him on? Yeah. yeah so like, yeah, who doesn't love David Beckham? Get him on. The, yeah, sure. He's him hot. The just put him on here. That's yeah. Funny. So it was really funny. But um, so great. And it just made me really reminisce about how, you know, I think we all kind of like an album, an important album in our lives. I think about where and when I watched Friends. And for me, it was with my mom on this tiny little television set in our kitchen. And we would all just sit around the kitchen. My mom would be like just making stuff or even just like leaning against the kitchen, you know, island. And I'd be at the kitchen table eating or whatever, doing homework. And we would be watching this together in our kitchen. And my dad would pass through and he would laugh. And I just like, those are the memories I have of how that was our show and how we would always watch that together. And even in college, I would come home and on the weekends, sometimes we'd watch an episode together or even just how funny it was during my life when like my boyfriend and I at the time were dating in secret and how it like totally mirrored Monica and Chandler. (laughs) 
So it's just really cute. It's just like, it makes you really nostalgic in the best way. It's just, but the only thing that I was a little bit like, whoa, is they've all had either Botox. They all just so much looked, work. They just looked a it, little puffy. They looked puffy. Yeah, they looked puffy where I was like, you'd look so much better. Just don't do that stuff to your face. I mean, it's hard. I feel like in Hollywood, like... It is, but does no one tell them it looks really different? everyone around them looks like that, too. Everyone in Hollywood looks like that. It's like when we went to L.A. and, like, everyone we saw was, like, getting a tummy tuck. And we were like, you know, I can't even, like... I mean, I wouldn't judge you for that anyway, but I can't Mm -hmm. even say anything because you live in L.A. Like, this is normal. This is not even... You know, if you are in Hollywood, like, it's... You don't realize how kind of puffy you look because everyone around you... I guess it's just, like, if you have money to blow... Maybe I'd be filling my face up. I just feel like they don't look any better. No, they don't. I agree with that. It's like you don't look younger. You just don't look old in the traditional way. In the traditional. Like you need to have that. I don't know who's an actress that doesn't do Botox, like anything. Helen Mirren or somebody. Yeah, where you're Ooh, just if ca- she does Botox, like get me her Botox, babe, lady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give us the number because you're doing it right. Anyway, okay. I know. I was that's talking. My I feel like I always say this, but I'm like, I've never seen somebody who had convincing lip fillers, and then I said that to someone, and they're like, "Well, maybe you have, and you didn't know." I was like, "Great point, actually." It's a great point. Yeah, but I yeah, also I mean, see a lot of people who I'm like, I know your lip doesn't just do that. Yeah. Doesn't just like sit like this. But you would <laughs> bucket your lips, lips like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of how their lips look. Anyway, I don't know if I if I ever had like that much money to blow. I'm like, I don't know if I'd fix anything on my face. I don't know. I would get Botox. I just, I've like, gotten Botox one time. I got it. I have this. Like, oh, you did? Yeah, I got it. I have. So most people have like they call them like the 11s, the little like wrinkles in between your eyebrows when you furrow. Sure. I don't have one per eyebrow. I just have one like mothership of a wrinkle in that's directly in the middle in between my eyebrows. And like I'm only 33 and it's already I don't it's just there all the time. Like when my face is relaxed, it's still there. I don't right. have to furrow to show it. So I got that. I got Botox on that once, probably in like 2017. No. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, you did. I texted you from the parking lot. <laughs> I was texting <laughs> you and Jess and I was like, no judgment. I'm about to go get Botox and I'm and I'm like nervous about it. And you guys were both like, go you. I mean, and we'll yeah. see. It like didn't even register. You definitely knew because I like had a whole conversation with you about okay, how great. I was like worried about it. Yeah, but I was so underwhelmed about it yeah, and exactly. non-judgmental like, cool, about you're, it that I don't remember. <laughs> I don't care. I would do it again. I don't know why I haven't. Uh, what did I, you notice? So the one thing I didn't like, and I think that this would have potentially gotten better if I had gone back again to the same person and we had sort of like worked on it, was that I felt like because of the location of where my wrinkle is that I am trying to make less Relax. bad. What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Make less bad. What's that word? <laughs> make less bad. Uh, decrease. Right. Improve, whatever. Uh... Improve. Um, I. You kind of have to paralyze the whole top half of my face in order to yeah. like get in order because I have to immobilize both of my entire eyebrows which looks insane you look like a sociopath if you can't make facial expressions right so so but the way that she did it it just made me look like Jack Nicholson when I tried to raise my eyebrows like you know only like the outer corners of my eyebrows were raised <laughs> And it got Jack better. Nicholson, that's so funny. Like you know where he does that thing where he just kind of like raises. totally, yeah. yeah, exactly. And but I think if I had kept going back a couple of times and been like, hey, last time you like kind of overdid it with like the immobilization of the centers of my eyebrows, can we, you know, play around with this a little bit? And I think maybe if I ever do it again, I might get a little bit of filler, which I think would make me feel like the results were a little more dramatic. But one time, my mom and I don't, she listens to the podcast, and mom, I hope I'm not outing you for like botched bo- Botox, but. 
my mom got filler once kind of in the same spot and the person giving it to her like gave her way too much and it like didn't stay where it was supposed to and sort of slid down into the bridge of her nose. So then she just had this like lump in her nose. Oh, ow. For like, I don't think it felt like anything, but she was just like, it just sort of slid and just sat there for like, you know, a couple months until your body sort of naturally just absorbs it over time. But it didn't hurt. And it's like teeny, 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 teeny needles. I'm not afraid yeah. of, I like needles don't really freak me out though. Do you no, get freaked out by needles? No, definitely not. No, not at all. I just think it's funny because if I... I mean, not all of this is super expensive to do, but like, do you remember how much it costs to just get like one Botox or how many Botox shots they put in your face? Right. I don't remember the number of units. I want to say the whole experience was like, it was under $300. Okay. So, I mean, that's not wildly expensive. I'm thinking if right. you got like a facelift, I don't know how much this costs, maybe ten to $15,000, maybe more. I don't know. I'm totally just making that up. I, yeah, a facelift probably is like, well, so back in the day when I got fake boobs, those were like, that whole procedure was, I want to say around like seven or 8000 mm-hmm. And the majority of that is the anesthesia. Oh. Anesthesia and like time yeah. in the operating room and, you know, the cert, like the facility fees and the anesthesia fees are the bulk of what you're paying for any given surgery. But so like since you're just since you aren't having to go under, it's really not that expensive. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, $300, like, you know, you could spend that in a month on a facial and some eyelashes. Right. Like I'm thinking if I had really the desire to make some changes to my face, like realistically, I could do it. And I think if I had so much money to blow, I think it would be tempting to like just mess with your face or mess with your boobs or mess with your butt. I don't yeah. know. Like, why not judge me? But I think I'd be like, let's just try it. I got one like like YOLO. Right. YOLO. <laughs> got one life to live. Fill her up. But are we then feeding into beauty standards? I don't care. You know, like, there's a part of me that's question. like, I just want to YOLO this a little I just bit. YOLO my face. Like, what's the problem? Okay, so here's my here's my take on plastic surgery and beauty standards. Yeah. So, you know, we talk a lot about how showing up with your dimples and your body hair and your stretch marks and your whatever, your saggy the Normal boobs, bod- things that bodies your do. normal things that bodies do. Not making a big deal out of it. Not being like, I'm out here with my thighs, you know, whatever. Just or like, even the pictures that I've seen recently or, or not recently, they've been around, but I saw one recently where people like pose one way and then they pose a different way and they're like, I have rolls and both pictures are equally great. I'm like, right, we don't like, need to do that either. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. Just post the picture with your rolls and don't call it out. And just be like, here's a picture of me riding a horse. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wear a bikini top and I ride a horse. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I don't know why. I had so much fun riding my horse today. The end. (laughs) The end. You don't have to be like, and look at my rolls. And so in those moments, what I'm getting at here is when we talk about those moments and we talk about how in those moments, seeing people who are just living their lives seemingly without regard for these quote giant quote unquote imperfections is like, oh, great. If you're not worried about that, that gives me like a little bit of permission every time to worry less and less. So the more people I see out there who are just living their lives with their like saggy skin and their saggy boobs and their forehead wrinkles, it gives me like a little bit more permission every time to stop worrying about that for myself. That being said, I also can very much appreciate the fact that like we live in a society where there are standards that have been created without our consent for us. And it's really takes a lot to live outside of those standards. 
and it can cause a lot of stress. And while I don't by any means want to say, you know, that you need to look a certain way because I really don't believe that, I am never one to say, if you feel you should look differently, I'm then do what you got to do. I don't think anyone else should be in charge of that decision for you. And that's where the waters get very murky. Very murky because then it comes into, well, you are, are you feeling bad about yourself? Don't change because you feel bad about yourself. And it's like, maybe right. not. Maybe it's just a very objective. I mean, it, I think it'd be hard to be so, super. But yeah. like, maybe it's just a decision where like, I just kind of want to have, I don't know, a facelift. I want well, to have a ton of Botox or, or maybe whatever. It's like, listen, I am like, yes, I acknowledge that whatever this decision is, is not free from the influence of exactly, you know, capitalist exactly. society. That's impossible. It's to, impossible to, to make any decision without, yeah. you know, free from the influence of that. And, you know, so for an example, if I were to say, okay, I'm going to get a tummy tuck, it's not because I think that anyone out there and I'm, you know, this is a very hypothetical situation because I don't have $10,000 to spend on a tummy tuck. But if I were to say, okay, I'm going to go get a tummy tuck, the message I'm trying to portray with that is not everyone out there without a flat stomach is gross. And by flattening my own stomach, I am, you know, ridding myself of the burden of being gross. Totally. Right? Totally. It is more totally. like, hey, I don't, maybe I know that this part of my body is really like, when you look at this part of my body, you're like, oh, that person's had kids. And like, I don't maybe want that to be the first thing that crosses your mind when you see me. Or, you know, maybe I'm going to get Botox because I, you know, like I said, like I'm 33 and by the time I get to be 53, if I'm going to be able to hold a credit card in my forehead wrinkle, you know, like I'm going to put up, that's where I'm going to keep my pencils. I just, I think there's a lot of valid reasons out there and it's just so, and who am I to say what's valid or not valid, by the way, but it's just like that murky gray area of saying who is anyone else to tell you how to look or not to look and what to do in order to get there. However, what truly are the factors that are influencing that desire? And yeah. How? That's really hard. I think that's really hard to suss out because I, I think it's fine to say, I, like you said, I want to, this is a certain way that I want to look, but then it's hard to not tease out, well, that's diet culture and that's celebrity magazines and all the crap that we're fed about beauty standards. So I think that's hard to really tease out. Right. And it's like, if you go and dye your hair pink, you know, no one, it, it's like, you know, where, like, like, why about do when we draw the line? At certain body modifications and not others. Right. Like I had braces when I was in seventh grade. Like I wanted straight teeth and I asked my mom if I could get braces. Right. I was given braces against my will, but I'm glad (laughs) I had them now. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is something where it's like straight teeth is what? I don't know. I mean, maybe you need to get braces because you have something wrong with your jaw. I mean, there's plenty of reasons why you would get braces, braces maybe to not have perfectly straight teeth but that is something that I did without even thinking about it back then because I just wanted straight teeth because I was embarrassed because I had a huge gap between my teeth and in seventh grade you're like I don't want this you want to look like everybody else and yes you know and it's like to go back to the tummy tucks example like well what's wrong with people looking at me and immediately thinking oh that girl has kids I'm probably probably gonna be with my kids in that moment you know but so it's just hard to I think what I'm trying to get at is that it's not worth it to judge people for those choices because the motivation is so complex and it's Mm -hmm. not black or white of like oh you're doing this because you think like everyone who doesn't look like a Barbie is gross you know or like oh you're the girl from what's wrong with looking yeah you're the girl from that natural self or whatever the case yeah yeah it's not black or white and it's hard well and it's all out there now so if all of a sudden I don't know 
I have, I'm having a hard time coming up with a, like maybe a real life example for me, but I, I like get huge boobs or something. And all of a sudden I'm posting on social media and people are like, whoa, that was, that was definitely not there three months ago. Now all of a sudden I, it's like out there and I'm, I guess you would say being judged for it. Whereas before social media too, the only people that really knew about it would be your friends and family. Right. And it's now, but, but because of social media, it's now everything we do or don't do is contributing to a societal problem right? or not standing up for a societal issue. Like that's kind of where it comes into play where it's like, oh, you're feeding into the patriarchy or you're feeding into the beauty standard myth and all that crap right so it's instead like, of just like seeing someone in a magazine the other thing that, like, I've wow. been, the, that I've been laughing about is people are like freaking out I think we talked about this recently freaking out about like snapchat filters and how they're giving no. teenagers unrealistic beauty standards and I'm like hey we've been talking about this since the 90s with airbrushing in totally. Victoria's Secret catalogs like this totally. is not this is not gonna this new like snapchat filters are not gonna oh yeah you know it's it's not change it's not making anything worse it's just giving you access to doing it to yourself which we all wish, exactly. wished we had in the 90s we really did. Yeah. I also think that what you were saying about, you know, everything being public, it's also that everything that you do is we're we're thinking way more, I think, about like what will strangers think about this choice? Mhm. That's an interesting point. That's interesting. Never before have we ever thought of no, that. No. Like when I was 19 and I got fake boobs, never I had no worries about like what are other people what are strangers going to think about this? Like, yeah, I was like, what about like my boss who I'm not really close with enough to tell them what's happening. But when I come back from like two weeks of PTO and show up with giant boobs, they're gonna be like, hey, Claire, what happened? <laughs> you know, it was more like that. Like, oh, this is a little taboo. But it wasn't like sure. strangers are going to judge me for this. Right, exactly. I had a boss years ago. No one's going to know who it is, but who got a boob job. And I remember that like. I was expecting her to come back and she was super open about it. And I remember I was expecting her to come back and like it being like a big deal. And it really wasn't like it just wasn't. You, and not only that is people who get like really big boob jobs, they're not like getting like huge, huge boobs. They're mostly getting like bigger boobs that aren't like gigantic. But they're enormous not showing up like, and you're like, yeah, it's not like, like wearing a t-shirt. You're just kind of noticing, but you're not like, whoa. <laughs> and you were, you're only really noticing if you like knew them pretty well before. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I will say the one thing that does drive me crazy, though, is when you have like fitness or wellness influencers who have obviously had a lot of work done, but are not upfront about it. And the reason that bothers me is because they are selling an aesthetic and oh, they're sure. usually kind of saying like, you know, drink this powder, do this workout routine. Sure. It's like, you know. And yeah. Legally Blonde, where she's like, I it's got liposuction. Yeah, it's Legally Blonde. Like, normal people normal people can't have this ass. <gasps> yeah. And that makes me crazy. Is when I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, like, just tell us you're getting Botox. Don't make us think of this is because you stopped eating eggs. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, just tell us that you had a tummy tuck. Just tell us you had a mommy makeover. Don't make us think this is because you did, like, 75 hard or whatever that new thing is. <laughs> oh, totally. I know the next the next yeah. fitness craze. Like, just say it. And it's fine. Or, yeah. Or don't, but then don't turn around and sell your body, basically. Like, you know, exactly. and, and that's the one thing that just makes me a little bit, that is where I kind of start to feel like, listen, if you're selling Like we've been aesthetic, bamboozled if you're like yeah, sitting like, there getting, If you're selling yeah. an aesthetic and you are selling tools to achieve that aesthetic and you're basically mm-hmm. saying like, look at me, you too can have this body by using these products and doing these things, but you're not being upfront 
as an influencer about like, and by the way, you know, I get these treatments or I do these things. Like, I really love how like Julie Bauer is so upfront about having fillers and having Botox and all the work she's had done on her skin and all that. At first, it like drove me a little crazy. And now I'm like, no, this is great because people otherwise would be following her thinking like, wow, all I have to do is eat paleo. And I too will like have this like smooth, silky forehead. Or even like Mark Sisson, who's like the epitome of health at his age. And I'm like, but you're kind of an outlier. You probably also have really good genes. Like I have definitely not Marxist in genes, but I have really good genes to where whenever I talk to someone, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think you'd be 43. I think for sure you were in your young 30s, which I'm like, "Mm, thank you. But like, it's (laughs) my mom is the same. My mom has really good genes. It's just how we are built. And so our skin doesn't look as old and blah, blah, blah. But that is also like, I'm not going to start pitching beauty products like look at my great skin because i have just right you're like genetics. i just look this way i just look oh, i can't help you're my not face. saying like you too can look this young by yeah. only using target cosmetics <laughs> exactly exactly so there's like genetics to it as well which i think a lot of influencers and like fitness influencers i'm like yeah you have washboard abs even if you just like and that's like another thing I appreciate. That's another thing I appreciate about Julie. Julie, yeah, again, she always says like, always "I would like, have abs no matter abs? what." Yeah, and she's like, "This is how I look. Like, I yeah. will have these abs exactly. in ten pounds. I will have these abs in ten less pounds. Like, I will have these." Same abs with my shoulders. Right. How do you get those For muscles? You, right. I'm like, I will always have these shoulders. No one asked me anything yeah, like that crazy. about my body. But how did I get these freckles? <laughs> Glad you Stop. asked. I. <laughs> Um, my freckles are natural, thank you. Although freckles are like in now, I've seen all these TikToks. Are of oh people yeah, people like are putting, putting them on, on their, their freckles, and I'm like, oh you. If you've never had to oh, deal you. with a blistering sunburn because you sat next to the window in English class, I don't want to hear about you with your fake freckles. By the way, speaking of Julie, did you see? I don't know. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Someone keeps asking if we're still friends. Oh, we with talked Julie. about this actually, didn't we? That like somebody keeps asking her if we're friends, and we're like, yeah, we're, we're still friends. <laughs> We're still, We're still friends. friends. Yeah. It's just oh, there yeah. was a pandemic. Just an update. And Julie yeah. leads like a very different life than we do. And that's fine. It was just really funny. People wanted to cause drama. So maybe we'll have her on the show again and be like, let's pick let's pick some fights because clearly people think that we're not friends anymore. Um, okay, I do want to do a quick correction from last week that I misspoke when I talked about Demi Lovato because she recently came out. They, yes, Demi recently came out. Demi, Demi Lovato. Because you said she recently came out. Oh my God. Demi Lovato recently Demi came Lo- out as non-binary. Demi Lovato and recently came out as non-binary and her pronouns are nope. they, them. So. Their pronouns are they, them. Oh my them. God. See, this is how this is how it happens. You just need to keep trying. You just need to keep trying. You keep trying, and you just correct your friends. <laughs> yep, keep correcting. Demi Lovato's correcting. pronouns are they them. Thank you to the listener who let us know about that. We yes. did not realize that, and so we. I were... knew that. Like I knew that, and I just was like, Oh, oh I my didn't gosh. know that. Yeah, follow celebrity yeah. things. Yeah. Okay, and then I think that's all the updates. Please support our podcast by going to Double Under Wonder, doubleunderwonder.com. The discount code is JOY. That is for an amazing jump rope from an incredible company. Doubleunderwonder.com, discount code is JOY. You can also support us by going to Eat to Evolve and entering the code JOYCLAIR15 for 15% off your order. That is incredible food. If you don't have time right now, if you want something something delicious delivered to your front door, Eat to Evolve has a lot lot to choose from because I can't eat dairy right now. I have to do a lot of meals without dairy and they have also wonderful snacks. So please, those are two great ways you can 
easily support the podcast. And if you don't have the ability to support us by supporting sponsors, you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes and share with a friend. The best way to support us is by sharing our podcast. What's your favorite Eat to Evolve meal so far? Right now, I'm loving the chicken marinara. Oh, I haven't tried that one. Mm, it's really good. Mm. There's like a chicken marinara. I really like the carnitas. I love, I know, I think you mentioned that. I really like, they have this awesome section that's called grab and go so you yes. don't have to microwave it we've talked about that a lot yes and i love the grab and go super delicious they have like chicken salads and and most of their stuff dishes. also you can freeze most of the meals not all of them yeah. are great for freezing i found that out the hard way when i accidentally froze the like cuban pork and there was a pickle in it oh yeah so that was weird <laughs> <laughs> I just went ahead and threw away the pickle and replaced it with a fresh pickle from my fridge. So, you know, problem solved. <laughs> Crisis averted. But I opened it and I was like, oh, was yeah, one. I probably shouldn't have first frozen the pickle and then microwaved it. Yep. <laughs> it's very yep. weird. But if you just like want to have some on hand, it's so nice if I'm if it's like getting late and I haven't made lunch yet to realize like, oh, I have some of these meals in the freezer. I'm just going to go grab one. Yep. Or like last yep. night, Brandon didn't get around to making lunch for himself. He was going to like make his lunch for the whole week. He didn't get around to it. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. We have like a couple meals Just in the take freezer. a meal. Wonderful. Love Super it. convenient. And you can do as little or as much as you want. So you don't have to like subscribe to a meal plan or anything yeah. like that. All right. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. So we will talk to you next week. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye.